are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, game one of the NBA Finals tonight. We're going we're gonna to touch on that because there's a whole lot of Nola flavor in the NBA Finals. Should you feel a certain way about it? Maybe, maybe not. We'll discuss that in the third segment of today's show, but we're going to kick off today's show with some coaching news updates, coaching search news updates, as well as look at some of Stan Van Gundy's comments to the Stupidity podcast, making you wonder how this marriage of Stan Van Gundy and the Pelicans even happened in the first place. And then in the second segment, I want to dive into some of the players that the Pelicans have brought in for draft workouts. I've got the names. What does that tell us a little bit maybe about how the Pelicans are going to approach the draft and some of what their strategy is. So that's what we're going to dive into in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to all of that, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So the, the big news came from Stan Van Gundy speaking freely, let's call it, after he has been mutually agreed to part ways with New Orleans. He doesn't seem to think it's all that mutual. He said he was genuinely surprised by David Griffin coming to him and saying, hey, we're not, we're not going to do this anymore. So I think the way that, and I've said, there was some degree of mutualness to all of this. I don't think Stan Van Gundy had a good time coaching last season. I don't think he particularly enjoyed such a young team. I think the COVID restrictions and limits really took their toll on him, not really being able to go out and enjoy the city of New Orleans like one would want to be able to do so. So there was some part in him that was probably like, look, yeah, you're right. I don't need to do this anymore. I'll happily go away. But he's still getting paid. So there is a degree of you were fired in all of this. And he more or less confirmed that. And he's talked about it in Detroit too. You know, they said, he said it was mutual. They asked me to leave and I said, okay, I'll leave. Yeah, there's, there's something mutual about that, though, that gets into a lot of semantics there. The real revealing part of the interview, first and foremost, he said this didn't happen because Zion Williamson wanted him out, and we've never said anything on the show even similar to that. His Brandon Ingram was the guy that had issues with Stan Van Gundy, but even then, I don't think it was like, you need to fire this guy or I'm going to demand a trade or anything like that. And I'm sure winning would have alleviated some of the friction there between Stan Van Gundy and some of the players too. But he went on record to say, Zion is not a coach killer. This was not Zion or his family's decision or anything like that. Zion's frustration just has to do with this team not winning, not necessarily or not at all the specific coach in Stan Van Gundy. The very revealing thing, though, was when talking about David Griffin and how Stan views the role of a head coach and how David Griffin views the role of a head coach. And he repeatedly said, you know, he views it one way. David Griffin views it something completely different. And these two guys were not on the same page even remotely. You know, we've we've known for a while, and I've said it here, that 
David Griffin, it's not, he doesn't want to meddle. I don't want to call it that like I've seen some people refer to. He wants to give input to the coaches for lineups, rotations, things like that, players in certain roles. And he wants the coaches to to go out and basically do that so they can gather some data, see if things work. They have some ideas, all of that. And Stan Van Gundy just wants to coach the damn team and wants to be left alone and doesn't want that feedback or that input and is going to bristle back at that. So that's where you started to have both of these guys not be on the same page and you could start to see this marriage falling apart. And it ultimately did. If that was So two things jump out at me from this. You know, and I've been very critical of the team recently, and I think deservedly so, given that the Stan Van Gundy hire was a bit of a disaster. Clearly, partying out with a coach after one year is not an easy thing to do and not not a good thing in, in any capacity. If Stan Van Gundy views coaching one way and David Griffin views it completely differently, how how did they how did he get hired? How was this the guy that you chose, right? I've seen people be like, Stan shouldn't have taken the job. No, they were going to pay Stan Van Gundy millions of dollars. He was going to take that job no matter what because he wanted to coach again. But if you're David Griffin, you know, did did Stan Van Gundy lie to you in the interview and say, like, I'm gonna, I'm fine with your input and in all of this? Because that should have been brought up and that should have been sussed out before you hired him and he signed his name on that contract. What What went on there, right? Like, how was there such a disconnect that you had to fire the coach after one year because you couldn't handle it anymore. I'm I, I'm a little flabbergasted by that, to be perfectly honest. And then the other thing, and I said this on Twitter, and I had people pushing back on me. You know, the Pelicans and David Griffin. I'll just use him as a catch-all for the entire front office. Thought about keeping Stan Van Gundy. No, if this guy wasn't what you wanted and wasn't doing what you wanted, why would you? And it's caused friction with the players and other stuff like that, right? Why would you even remotely consider keeping this guy? What, what? No, you had to fire him. There shouldn't have been like, oh, maybe this will turn around. No, if you were all on the a different page and there was clearly no reconciling that, it should have just been an immediate rip the bandaid off. I don't care that it happened two, three weeks later, right? Like, I don't care the time frame on it. It just, he should have been fired. It shouldn't have been a question whether or not he was going to be fired, but it was. And so they were looking at Stan Van Gundy and being like, maybe we can make this work. After both sides have basically said, like, this wasn't working at all. No, it's it's like the 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 arrested development meme with Tobias and Lindsay, right? Where it's like, oh, does like an open relationship ever fix anything? Like, no, it never does. But maybe it'll work for us. And it's like, what? No, this was never going to work. This shouldn't have been a question if he was coming back or not. And the fact that it was makes me wonder about their thought process over there. Yes, they ultimately made the correct decision and good because it's very obvious now that Stan Van Gundy needed to be fired. But what what happened there, right? Like, I don't think these things, it should have been figured out in the first place. It wasn't. And then you should have just ripped the bandit off. It shouldn't have been a question whether he was coming back or not. In terms of coaching search stuff, it's down to basically what it sounds like Willie Green or Charles Lee. And this is kind of echoed through a lot of people that I've talked to. And Fletcher Mackle, good friend of the show of WDSU, has kind of been all over this for the past week or so. Willie Green or Charles Lee? That's what it's going to come down to. Both those guys are in the NBA Finals right now. That's kind of maybe slowing the process down to a certain degree. But I don't think there's there's a rush to get this done in the next week or two. You don't want to have it drag on two months. But there's, you know, the Washington Wizards fired their coach, parted ways with Scott Brooks the same day. They haven't filled it yet. I think the fact that they've got it narrowed down is good. It's not going to drift into August or anything like that. That'll get done this month, probably sooner rather than later to a degree. 
So I'm not really worried that they haven't done anything yet. And it sounds like they've got their two candidates and it's just a determination of which one do you want the most. And I think either one sounds like they're going to be a very good option for New Orleans and hopefully fit what it is that they are looking for. So we're going to shift focus from coach stuff and the maddening process that that is to some draft coverage, which is pretty fun. The Pelicans have brought a number of guys in for workouts. I got the names of some of those. There's some others too. But what does that tell us about how the Pelicans are going to approach the draft? And we're going to talk about that coming up next. But before we get to that, this week's episode of Lock, this today's episode of Locked on Pelicans, sorry, is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And it's time for this week's Ultra Player of the Week. This is about a dude, joy, happiness, enjoyment, someone that when that's out there on the court, just doing great things. And it's making you happy He's happy. Look, there's like an obvious answer in this one, and and it's Drew Holiday. He was phenomenal for the for the Bucks in their four to two win over the Atlanta Hawks in the conference finals. And Hawks are a team we're really going to look at probably later in the week. I think about the rebuild for New Orleans here. But in that closeout game, no Giannis. He finishes with a cool twenty seven points, nine assists, nine rebounds in this series. He averaged twenty two points, ten assists. Five rebounds, shooting uh, 37% from three. He was excellent in this and is a big reason why the Bucs were finally able to take that next step and get into the NBA Finals. Look, we were all rooting for him. It sucks to see him doing this on another team, but we were all rooting for him. And talk about a dude who's just happy, enjoying all of this, kind of living in the moment. It's definitely him. And look, you can do that too if you enjoy Michelob Ultra because at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. So there you go. The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's got to be none other than Drew Holiday after the performance he had. All right. Shifting a little bit to draft coverage. The Pelicans have brought in a couple of guys for draft workouts. I don't have the complete list. They don't publicly put this out there. It can be kind of tough to find this information out. But I got four names for you. There's probably more than this, but I got four names. And it gives us an idea of where the Pelicans are kind of looking at in the draft based on other mocks and other big boards and things like that. Because when I look at all of these guys, I only have two of the names on my top 30 big board. And some of them are kind of dicey here, I think, if they're going to go in the first round or not. So the Pelicans, because of this, and I'll give you the names in a second, are clearly looking towards the latter part of the first round to the beginning of the second round. It might mean they're looking to consolidate those four second round picks they have to maybe move up in the second round. I don't think you'd be able to get back into the first round for that. It also could mean maybe they're looking to trade back based on where some of these guys are kind of projected to go. We did an episode talking about trade back situations and scenarios for New Orleans. If there's if they think this draft is kind of deep and you can get a similar guy at 10 that you could at 18 or a similar guy at 18 that you could at 10, there we go, they might look to move back and to cash in on some extra draft capital. And I think that might be the direction they're heading a little bit. So the first name that I know that they brought in is Trey Murphy the third, Virginia. He's a guard wing. He's really good size at 6'9. He was on my big board. He should be a good shooter. He's going from, say, like 22 to the end of the first round in a lot of mock drafts and on a lot of big boards. So that's a guy that Pelicans don't have a pick there necessarily, but they're targeting a guy there. The other one is Josh Primo. Guard 
guard out of Alabama, super young at 18 years old right now. He has really good size at 6'5". He's Canadian. Maybe they like that with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's looked at being a late first rounder, early second rounder, somewhere in that kind of range. After that, and I'm going to have trouble pronouncing this, it's Sandro Mamakalashvili. I think I got that pretty close from Seton Hall, a really unique big man. He's 6'11". You know, he's maybe in the second round, but he's a ball handler. He had a number of games for Seton Hall where he averaged over four assists. He's an above average three-point shooter. So he's a court spacing big that moves the rock. He's going to be a best and average defender. This is why he's maybe a second round pick, maybe not. You know, could also be undrafted free agents, things like that, too. But that's a guy that's kind of got that unique skill set that you could put next to Zion Williamson out there on the court, I think. And then, of course, the final name here, not of course, but the final name, you've got Dejon Jaro, sorry, Dejon Jaro, guard out of Houston. He's from New Orleans. He's maybe in the second round. You know, this is a guy that, you know, adds some guard depth a little bit on the older side with it, but a NOLA guy, maybe it was just easy to bring him in for a pre-draft workout. But none of the these guys are kind of mocked to go around 10th for New Orleans at all. And so I think that kind of gives you an idea of some of the things that they're looking to do. They're clearly looking at end of first round, second round guys, probably either to package their four second round picks and move up maybe in the second round or potentially trading back from 10, maybe trying to grab 18, something like that, or using that 10th pick to move on from Eric Bledsoe's salary too, while also still getting a first round pick. The Knicks come to mind as a team potentially involved in something like that. And so maybe they're starting to look guys like that in that range so they feel good about whether they should pull the trigger on a move like that but those are four of the names that new orleans has brought in for workouts um you know kind of a mix of there you got two guards you got a wing you've got a big man all look like they could be very good shooters in the nba you know i, I don't really believe in second round picks panning out a ton but look There's potential for that. So I think those are some of the names that they're looking at. Those are some of the guys that I think it kind of gives you an idea of what the draft plans may be. So coming up, the NBA Finals start tonight. There's a lot of NOLA flavor in there and maybe a lot riding on the line for some of the assistant coaches. We just mentioned their name. We'll, we'll take a look at this series more from the, the local angle here. All the New Orleans guys in some capacity that are in the NBA Finals here. Are you rooting for anyone in particular? Are you rooting for the Bucks or the Suns? It's a, it's a tough one, I think. But we'll look at all of that coming up here next on today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, including every single prop bet you could want on the NBA Finals. They can get, also get all the, the latest news, odds, and info for any sport you want, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the tip-off tonight, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great news, sign-up bonuses, contest information, all of the amazing odds and props on there. I actually bet this offseason the Milwaukee Bucks to win the NBA Finals. I kind of forgot about this bet and I got him at like plus 800, which seemed really good odds to me. So it's kind of cool that that maybe will pay off. We'll see. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are now in the NBA Finals. It's set between the Bucks and the Suns. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. There's so many different types of cars out there. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to start 
stock all of the things you could need. You're going to have to wait a couple of days for them to ship it in, and you're going to kind of be at the mercy of the counter person right there. They're going to order you what they have in stock. It may or may not fit your car. It might just be kind of close. I had a problem with this before. It really sucks when that part does not fit your car exactly. You don't need to deal with that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and even in your pocket on your phone. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not spend twice as much for the same parts, 30, 50, 100%. They're going to jack those prices up at the auto parts store. You don't need to worry about that over at uh, rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. Everything you could need, whether you want to replace your brake pads, whether you need a new radiator to keep your car cool in the summer, or anything for AC to keep that blown, because man, it's brutal in New Orleans right now, but they also have motor oil. They have light bulbs for your different things. They have new carpet so you can refresh the interior of that ride because you've spilled your coffee on it too much. Whatever it is, you can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, today on Road to the Finals, our NBA Finals coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. You know, this is a weird one. I, I love the Finals being two small markets between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm probably just going to be a little bit biased and rooting for the Milwaukee Bucks because I have money on it that I kind of forgot about. And I'd like to win that bet. That's always nice. But I've said, and you guys have heard me say this repeatedly for the past, I don't know, the whole playoffs, I think, the Suns have to be one of the most fun teams and enjoyable teams to watch play that I've seen that's like not a New Orleans team. I really, really like this Suns team. They're well coached. I like seeing Chris Paul succeed. You know, the Monty Williams story is wonderful. I like that they just built smartly. They're in a small market. They're doing it around a guy that they drafted in Devin Booker. All of that... I dig. Also, that all applies, basically, other than the well-coached thing, because Coach Bud, not, not the best. But that most of that stuff applies, basically, to the Milwaukee Bucks, too. These are two, like, beacons, right? Shining examples for what New Orleans wants to try and achieve. And it's nice to see not a big market team in there, I'll be honest, and show that there is hope for these smaller markets that don't have some of the built-in advantages, like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Miami Heat, and all of those teams of the world. This is great. This is what New Orleans can point to Zion and go, look, we're like one or two moves away from, from doing what the Suns just did. Building around Zion and Brandon Ingram, add the right role players, get a coach who's going to coach these guys up and have them be very well prepared like Monty Williams has them. You know, I, I think it's going to be a really fun series. There's a lot of New Orleans flavor here. You know, I know some people are rooting for the Bucks just purely for Drew Holiday. Completely understand that. Talk about one of the, like the nicest, best guys in the league. You love to see that guy having this kind of success. Look, you know, Chris Paul, while he wanted to leave, did it in a fairly respectful way. And New Orleans didn't, you know, strong arm his way out like Anthony Davis did. You know, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. It's nice to see him finally in the NBA Finals to see what he can do kind of on the biggest stage. And he's going to be really good, I think. Um, so this is a lot of fun. Like, I'm really excited for this series. Uh, you know, I'm curious if people, if you're in New Orleans, do you have a rooting interest? Or are you just here to watch some really good basketball and kind of take it all in and just enjoy yourself? Because there's nothing wrong with not having a rooting interest and watching and hoping we just get close games and whoever wins, 
good for them. Whoever doesn't win, like, kind of sorry. Or are you kind of against these NBA finals? Do you feel kind of bad that, you know, both these teams are led by guards that kind of wanted out of New Orleans? Drew Holiday asked for a trade, didn't want to be here anymore. Got his wish, got to Milwaukee, he's in the finals now. Chris Paul wanted out at the time, gave, you know, New Orleans an amazing run with his time here, seven, eight years in New Orleans. Wanted out, didn't do it in the way that Anthony Davis did, but did want to go to a big market and things like that. You know, are you kind of turned off by these finals? Because it has those guys in there that wanted out of New Orleans. Or does it just make you want to build a good team around Zion Williamson even more? This is one of those ones, you know, if, if I didn't have money on it, I'd just be kind of like laying back and just enjoying this because I think we're going to see some really great basketball. The playoffs have been wildly entertaining. They've been really excellent. I'm hoping for the same for the NBA Finals because these have been so much fun to watch. So hopefully we get a really good series here. A lot of New Orleans flavor. And then the coaches, right? Charles Lee on the Bucks, Willie Green on the Suns. In theory, the two finalists for this New Orleans Pelicans job, does David Griffin just wait till the end of the series and pick whichever one comes out on top? I don't know if that's, you know, if they're, if all things are even, I don't do that, David Griffin. That sounds like a great way to get us in trouble. Go with, go with the one that you think is the best. Um, but there's a lot right on the line. When you're watching the series, watch both those guys in the huddles. You'll see them leading them at times. Do they kind of have command over the players? Do they have their attention? These are little things that are going to make these really interesting for people in New Orleans as the Pelicans try and choose their next head coach, which should hopefully be announced somewhat soon. Though maybe, maybe we need to wait until the NBA Finals are over. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, second week here. Um, took yesterday off for the 4th of July holiday. But we're back. We'll have four shows this week. I'm going to be out of town next week. But I'm lining up some guest hosts, so there will still be shows. Maybe not five shows, maybe three. Uh, but we'll get you some different voices in here, and there's going to be a lot of Pelicans news, too. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Please subscribe on YouTube. You can just search Locked on Pelicans. The channel is there. I appreciate all the great support with that. Say hi to the cat walking behind me. Um, and as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.